0: Reset, readjust, restart, refocus as many times as you need to. Just don't quit. You're listening to the Wisdom Worth Knowing live stream broadcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. Thank you for joining me today. If you haven't subscribed already, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook, so make sure you like, share, and subscribe to help support this video. For those of you who are new to the show, we open with a topic and discuss it for a while, and then we move into an online live chat discussion time. You don't need to participate in that discussion time. I read the comments that come through out loud. It's super early in the morning, 6 a.m. actually, February 26th. So I don't expect a lot of activity on the live chat, especially this early in the day and this early in the show, which is totally fine. For those of you who are interested, Audible is brought to you by, sorry, this show is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. For your free trial, that's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. Reset, readjust, restart, refocus as many times as you need to. Just don't quit. You guys, uh, this quote was selected from the Facebook community. So I post up to five new posts a day, every day. On the Facebook page and based upon the feedback, it determines the, the discussion point of the day. Um, and this one I, n- I did not expect to do super well. Uh, but it did. It actually did really well. It was uh, one of the more popular posts. So we're going to go through that real quick because there is kind of a lot to unpack here. It does say Reset readjust restart refocus there's an element to our lives that we don't fully respect and I think is in a lot of ways that is our disappointment with failure And and when we're trying anything new it's very difficult to get to the point of just accepting the fact that we will fail at it initially we just will you know, anytime we do something new, we're going to we're not going to do it well the first time. And I don't know if you have seen this post. I do know there's a The Path of Success. You may find it if you pull it up on Google. I'm actually checking right now. Yeah. There's a couple of them. You gotta go to the images, but it it does remind me of the the photo that generally shows here it is. This is the one I'm looking for. There's a there's two different there's two different images that come to mind on the path to success. And one of the images shows what people think. And it shows somebody starting on a road and it's a straight line to the trophy and it says success. And then on the other side, it says what success really looks like. And it shows the path on the road that turns right and runs into a, uh, a stop sign. And it says failure. And then it, shows a road to the left that leads to another sign that says failure and it just keeps doing that left and right, left and right, and left and right until eventually it re- leads to a trophy, which is success. And I remember earlier in my youth when I was first getting started on things, and it might be just because I was young, but I expected things to come a lot easier than they do. But the reality is of of just about everything that is of value, anything that's worth pursuing, it, it looks like that road where there's multiple failures before you get to the success point. And this could be applied to just about anything. It doesn't just mean success in business or your career. I mean, you could go through a lot of relationship failures before you you develop a successful relationship. You could develop a lot of... um emotional failures as you try to find success in managing your emotions whether that's your anxiety or your depression or your fear or your anger it, the reality is always more messy so the first part of that quote where it says reset well what's the opposite of of setting what happens what causes you to reset if you think of like a game board that's fallen apart well you're going to stop and take the time to put the pieces back together Adjustment, readjust. What does readjustment look like? Well, maybe things this time around didn't go the exact way you planned it. Or maybe you had setbacks. And maybe all you need is a slight adjustment when the next time around when you come into it. Restart? Wow, that's a complete blanket restart. That actually reminds me of a, a C.S. Lewis quote where he said that, If you're on the wrong, I'm not going to say this exactly right. I'm going to try to do my best because I don't actually have the quote memorized. But it says, if you're on the wrong road, the quickest way back to the right road is to turn around and go back to the start. Therefore, the man who turns back soonest is the most progressive. So restart. Are you on the wrong road? Have you been heading down it for quite a while in whatever it is you're pursuing? Maybe it's time to stop and just turn around and say, you know what, this is not the right road for me. This isn't, this isn't where I need to be. Maybe you need to turn around and head back, get on the right road. The sooner you turn around and go backward, the sooner you'll the the further along you'll get. It seems backwards that you're going backwards. But you're going backwards in order to restart, to get back on the right path. Refocus. Refocus is a good one for this era we're living through with all of the distractions. This is arguably my biggest struggle. Grew up playing a lot of video games work with technology, have worked with technology, have basically been sitting in front and using a computer since my youth, since I was a kid. As you can imagine, this generation is just now experiencing the level of distraction that comes with computer and gadget use. It's a lot easier said than done to ignore the millions of distractions and fun things you can be doing on a computer other than your work. Or other than the productive thing you need to be doing at that moment. Refocus. You may need to do that a million times a day. Just, I mean, how many times have you opened up your phone? And then you find yourself in an app. And then you're like, wait a minute. Why did I even open up the phone? Like there was, a, there was actually a specific reason you opened it. And then you're just not. You completely space it. You go into autopilot and you actually follow you just habitually go to the whatever app you check on regularly. You you've conditioned yourself to look at. And so then you you have to, to refocus. You're like, "Well, what was I even opening this for?" <laughs> so focus. I think a lot of a lot of refocus does include pruning. And that is such an ugly word when I first started hearing. I'm like, "Wait a minute, I want to do everything." I want to do everything. I don't want to cut things out. The truth is, is as you accumulate more responsibilities and you start to do things well, or decide to start doing things well, there's really only a handful of things you can that can occupy your time and attention. That's just the reality of the situation. We are very finite and we are limited in our time and attention. And if we try to pour 100% of ourselves into everything everyone and everything around us well this is what i like to tell people you're going to be a doer of everything and a master of nothing 15 years of my life i was that frustrating it's a frustrating place to be when you are a you're doing a whole bunch of different things poorly rather than a, than than doing anything well extremely frustrating place to be and I don't know if you guys have ever been at that place by the way I do monitor the live chat during the during the show so make sure to give your feedback doer of everything master of nothing that was my in my head that's that's my job title a lot of the times <laughs> it's like you, there's I mean it, it does a lot of this it does contribute to the fact that I did grow up in small business and in part of small businesses you do wear many hats there's just a lot of work that needs to be done that may be outside of the scope of the work you were hired for. And that's okay. That's just part of being in a team, a tight-knit team environment. But one of the traps of, of, of adopting the habit and of not setting boundaries and not doing the things that are inside with your responsibility or scope of responsibility is those suddenly become your scope of responsibility. And then over time, what I, you have what I like to call scope creep in which your responsibilities slowly expand simply because you're willing to adopt and accept responsibility for smaller things and so what happens is is over time your scope of responsibility slowly expands while this can be a great thing because it can actually increase your level of responsibility wherever you're at and and if you're at a job that's that's a good thing you want here's something you won't hear every day especially from academics is you want them to be dependent on you. You want them to value you and not be able to get rid of you. That we're, if you're especially in, if you're in a work environment, right? So the more responsibility you own, just through observation and volunteering, and I don't mean to just take things from people. But the more opportunities you seize, no matter how small or big, the more dependent the uh the company will be upon you and then when when the time rolls around to argue for that raise or for that additional effort additional responsibility that additional opportunity they'll sit back and go how 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 could this place even function without me or without you right and that's that's a good place to be but like i said the inherent risk with that is that scope creep where the refocus thing, you can become the doer of everything and the master of nothing, and you, and, and you can not only develop the reputation of doing everything, but you're not doing anything well. So you do have to find a balance there. And it's not just true at work. You need to find that balance in your home life, too. Are you taking emotional responsibility for all of the projects around the house, as well as all of the responsibilities with the family, as well as all the responsibilities with your friend, as well as all the responsibilities of your spouse, as well as all the responsibilities of your kids? Are you absorbing everyone else's responsibilities? If you are, that's not good. First of all, it's not sustainable, right? You can only do so much as one person second of all it creates a codependency that isn't healthy in a lot of ways it's okay to voluntarily help people when they ask for it that that's actually a good thing you know when you've offered yourself up, self up as a as an individual who will assist in whatever the issue is but if you don't if you aren't careful about saying yeah sure i'll do it for you this one time or you're not careful about your language, unless you want to absorb that responsibility, it will eventually become your responsibility if you don't allow people to take ownership for their own side of the street. So while it is good to help, you do need to allow people, you need to love people well enough to give them the opportunity to do it as well. You can't just take everything over that they're doing. I'm guilty of this. That's how I know it. I can't remember what book it was that I read that actually talked about this and I was like holy cow that's me. It was not it was a, it was talking about the unhealthiness of a, of of rescuing people. I think it might have been codependent no more. It might have been that book. If it if it wasn't that it could have been boundaries and it could have also been keep your love on. I think it might have been keep your love on by Danny Silk. And what he basically argues he says if you love somebody you will not take away all of their failures, because every single one of their failures is an opportunity for them to grow. And so it's, we got to be careful with this scope, this taking responsibility for the people around us, because especially if they fail and we want to rescue them, mostly because of our, our pride or whatever, or, or our fears of what might happen. But if we if we get into this trap of rescuing people from their own issues, we have robbed them. Of their opportunity to grow through them. And that was sobering for me. That was really sobering for me. Like, I'm like, oh no, I'm helping them. They need my help. But if I really loved them and I wanted to help them, I would give them the space to seize that opportunity to grow. I'm actually robbing them of their growth by doing it for them. Is that us? Is that you? Is there somebody in your life right now that you continually rescue from every bad decision that they make? It's worse than you think. It changes the dynamic of your relationship. It makes them codependent. It makes them dependent on you. Which, in some ways, that's good, especially if they're kids. You, well, obviously, they're dependent on you if they're kids. But if you're doing this to adults regularly, and you're not just doing it as a one-time favor, and you're not communicating that, you're creating an unhealthy dependency. Like, you don't want a master-slave relationship between you and your friends or you and your coworkers. You want a partnership. You want shared responsibility. I know it's easy for me to say things like this, and it's not easy to cultivate those relationships. That's why I mentioned those books, because that's what those books are all about. Like, there's there's a couple. I'll throw them out there. Crucial Accountability, great book. Keep Your Love On by Danny Silk, amazing book. Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud, amazing book. That one got me started. Codependent No More. As you can tell, I have a tendency to do this, so I had to read a lot about it. <laughs> But I have become increasingly de, de, increasingly convinced that if we love people well, we will not rescue them from their opportunities to grow. And I, I do know that I've, I've experienced this with my kids too, just raising children. I can rescue them from every bad decision that they make, or I can look at him and I can say, you can fix this, especially if it's not a huge problem. It's a small problem. They spilled a drink or whatever. It's like, this is something you can fix. And they might freak out or throw a temper tantrum because they have to fix it. But it's like, this is how things work. If you spill the, if you spill your soda, take responsibility for it. It's your mess. You can clean it up. And it's not you're not being mean to them. You're you're cultivating an opportunity for them to grow. You're allowing them to take ownership of that, and and you know what comes from that is self esteem. You know, allowing people to take responsibility for the decisions they've made, so that and then and then and I'm not saying you don't help them at all, What I'm saying is allowing them to take ownership of it and take responsibility for it. You can say things like, "Hey, how can I help you with this?" Where do you want me to help? Like, I'm not going to do it for you, but I can be here with you as you do it. Positioning yourself as a support agent rather than a rescuer is a far healthier dynamic to establish. Because it does give them the opportunity not only to take ownership of it, but take a leadership role in taking responsibility for it. A small example, like with my kids spilling, is they may say, can you go get me a rag while I pick this up? Yes, I can do that. I can help you with that. It's Just a small example. You have a coworker who made a mess of something. You don't say, let me take care of it. You say, how can I help you take care of this? You force them in a position where they have to think about what they believe is the best approach. And then here's the second most difficult part. By the way, another great book on this is Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. And the dichotomy of, of leadership by by Jocko Willing. Excellent books. Amazing, life-changing books. But then it comes the secondary part, which he talks a lot about in this book, is like in the Navy SEALs, if you allow somebody to be a leader of their team, it is disrespectful for you to not be a subordinate in that team. So if you give somebody responsibility and leadership and they make a decision that you you know is the wrong decision. You can express that privately to them, but you don't want to do it in front of everybody. And then sometimes it's better just to not say anything and to just accept whatever role they gave you, even if you disagree with it, assuming it doesn't lead to like something devastatingly bad. But just to to follow them as a as a supporting role into their mistakes so that they can make those mistakes and learn from them. You can even tell yourself, it's "Like I know this is not going to end well, but I'm going to be there for them as a supporting role in that because I know they'll learn from this. It'll be good for them. So like I said, a lot of good books on that subject. So refocus as many times as you need to. I love that part of the quote because and we're going to move into discussion time here shortly. As many times as you need to, reset, readjust, restart, refocus. As many times as you need to, reset, readjust, restart, refocus. Over and over and over and over and over again. We are human beings. We are going to fail. That path to success is going to be, what is, that? What is the other quote? Failures are but signposts on the road to success. You can't get anywhere without passing up a signpost. Failure is part of the equation. If we are giving up at the first sign of failure or at the second or third or fourth or fifth or hundredth sign of failure, then we will will fail every time. It will be better to have failed a thousand times and then died failing in a pursuit than to have given up. I genuinely believe that because I genuinely believe through every failure, we learn something and we build endurance. We learn how to fail well. That's a skill. We're learning how to fail gracefully. Learning how to, to make a mistake and accept responsibility for that mistake and then and then try again. Man, that's a skill that'll change your life. Quitting is easy. It is. Endurance is not. So as many times as you need to, and the final part of the quote is what we're talking about here. Just don't quit. Reset, readjust, restart, refocus as many times as you need to. Just don't quit. I almost feel like the end of this is like, and, and please, just don't. Just don't quit. I know. You screwed up. You're on a diet. You binge this weekend. Just don't quit. What can you learn from it? Take what you can learn. Move on. We talk about forgiveness, too. That was yesterday's episode. Forgive yourself. Move on. Reset. Restart. Readjust. Refocus. You screwed up a project at work. Yeah, that sucks. Just don't quit. Stick with it. People see that. They see the perseverance. They see you taking ownership of it. Maybe they even want to see you fail. (laughs) Just don't quit. We're going to move into discussion time here shortly. It looks like we got some posts here. And um, before we move into the discussion, discussion time, let me tell you about Amazon Audible. If you're like me and you love reading but don't have the time, then Audible audiobooks may be the perfect solution for you. With Audible, listening is the new reading. You can pop in your earbuds and discover that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge from any PC, Mac, Android, Alexa, or Apple device. And check this out. Because you listen to this show, for a limited time you can get instant access to thousands of audiobooks from Audible's Premium Plus catalog completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial. That's right, for 30 days. You'll get full access to Audible's Premium Plus catalog, as well as an additional free title of your choosing. If you discover audiobooks aren't for you, because they aren't for everyone, no problem. You can cancel instantly online. That's it. It's that simple. Two years ago, audiobooks began to change my life, and they may change yours too. Pause this podcast and head over to Audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot Org, and take advantage of this good deal right now now we're going to move into discussion time on the quote readjust sorry reset readjust restart refocus as many times as you need to just don't quit led rob led robster i love their name of a family member who's worked at red lobster their entire their entire lives led robster says refuse resist Rewind. Refuse, resist, rewind. Yeah. Re-whatever-you-have-to-do, right? Lee says, I didn't open it for this, but here I am. Well, I'm glad we hooked you onto the show. Hopefully you found it beneficial today. Ramirez says, Red. I actually don't know what that means. Lee says, Too early for this. Good morning or good night. Wherever you are. God bless. I know. Super early in the morning. In fact, I like I said, I didn't expect to get a whole lot of discussion out of discussion time. I don't typically this early in the day. It's 6 a.m. on a Saturday. And so, there's not generally a whole lot of commentary. Not, not a whole lot of normal people who are going to jump on... <laughs> Jump on us on a live stream this early in the day. That's totally fine. So, we are going to close out for the day. Remember, the show is brought to you by Audible. We're listening as the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days for a limited time. Sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A U D I B L E.wisdomworthknowing.org. And I want to thank you for stopping by. And until next time, reset, readjust, restart, refocus as many times as you need to. Just don't quit. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on your favorite network, Facebook, Rumble, and YouTube. You can also sign up to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So until tomorrow... Try to be the best version of yourself you can today because that's all we can do. Have yourself a wonderful Saturday, and I will see you tomorrow.